Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. Every religion in the world today stresses the importance of the need to do something in order to obtain the approval of a divine being, the forgiveness for wrongdoings, or the attainment of spiritual peace within. However, the Bible is very clear in its emphasis that there is nothing that we are able to do to please God. We are basically bankrupt spiritually. Over and over again, the scriptures point out how that eternal life and forgiveness with God is a gift a gift that comes from God, not from us. That is why the gospel is really all about the good news. There is a divine solution to a tremendous problem that we are unable to fix ourselves. Today's broadcast examines this wonderful gift of God and some of its glorious characteristics. What this gift is, or more importantly, who this gift is and your receiving of it will make all the difference for time and for eternity. Let's listen as evangelist Mr. Peter Ramsey explains further. There's no message like the gospel message, the good news concerning our Lord Jesus Christ. What a great night it would be if you were to leave this meeting for you to be able to have a big smile on your face and say, thank God, tonight it was settled in the meeting. I became a possessor of eternal life. I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. You say, could it happen tonight? Why couldn't it? It was all done 2,000 years ago, and it's just right there for you tonight. Jesus Christ is available to you tonight for your acceptance of Him. That's the only obstacle. There's, there's no hindrance on God's part. There's no withholding on God's part. It's entirely up to you now. Christ is available. And doesn't need to be a lot of fanfare. You're not going to see dazzling lights. The building isn't going to start and rock. It's not, there's not going to be a laser show. It's just a simple, childlike act of faith. Trusting, receiving, believing, resting on our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't have to speak out loud. You don't have to come to the front. Just in the seat where you're sitting. John's Gospel, chapter 10, and verse 28. The words of the Lord Jesus, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. There is a tremendous gift available to you in this meeting, but it's not always going to be available. Our great concern is that Someone who has heard about this gift, this tremendous offer of salvation, will miss the deadline because there is a deadline. The offer won't always be in the table. The gift won't always be available. Jesus Christ will not always be the Savior available to sinners. Clarence Jackson, Jr., in Connecticut, 
He missed $5.8 million by just three days. Now, it wasn't a gift he missed. He was trying to get rich quickly as a young man of 23. Bought a lottery ticket. Clarence Jackson Jr. was a well-liked young man, hard-working. He quit school in order to support his family. His father was dying with cancer, and he worked day in, day out. And when he came off his shifts, he would go home and care for his dying father. And he won $5.8 million. But his life was so busy, a quarter to twelve before midnight, he thought, the deadline. I haven't picked it up. Fifteen minutes. The offices won't be open. So the deadline, midnight came. Monday was a holiday in the States, Columbus Day. He said the offices won't be open today. Tuesday, he was so sick about missing the deadline, he couldn't even get himself out of bed. He didn't call headquarters to ask for an exception. He was so distraught and so depressed that I missed the deadline. Wednesday morning, he goes to the headquarters and he explains how hard he was working and how he was caring for his dear father. And he pleaded with them to make an exception. And they said, no. Do you know that 13 years later, Clarence Jackson Jr., he is still, still, still trying to get that $5.8 million. He's got legislators trying to draft new laws just so he can be included, so we can get that $5.8 million. State legislators, one lobbyist said, it was terribly tragic. Here you have this wonderful kid who had taken care of his father and missing out on such a surprising and amazing thing. I wonder, is there someone in the meeting tonight and you're going to become one of those wish-I-hads? Would-have-beens, could-have-been, should-have-been. We've read about a gift tonight. Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. There is a tremendous gift that God is offering and Jesus is offering to you, I give unto them eternal life. Now, the biggest gift that was ever given in Canadian history by an athlete was given 12 months ago in London. It was Eric Lindros. He gave a large gift, a staggering gift, to the Health Sciences Center. And people were so wowed with that gift, just the sheer size of it. And they said a gift like this can be absolutely, what did they say? Transformational. A gift that has the power to have an impact well beyond our region. And when I read that, I thought, maybe might put some new paint and buy some new equipment for that health sciences center. But I am telling you tonight about the transformational gift that Christ is offering you and it can transform your life. Are you thrilled with your life tonight? Is life all that it's cracked up to be? When you lay in bed and you shut all the light, you just go like, whoa, I love life. Give me another hundred years. Don't change a thing, God. I want it just this way. Or you say, no, sir. 
My life is sadly lacking, and it is, friend, if you don't know our blessed Savior. If you have never received this gift, you haven't even begun to live. You're just scraping by. Oh, you might be making it high in this world. You might have a lot of credits to your name. But oh, if you've never experienced the joy of sins forgiven and the peace that Christ can bring to the human heart, you really haven't started to live. The Lord Jesus said, I give. The simple thoughts tonight are these. He's got a present for you, a gift for you. And there's a promise for you. And there's a protection for you. And there's proof, proof, proof positive for you. Or let's say it's your birthday. Did you look at the present and say, well, it's got my name on it, but uh, how do I receive it? Maybe there's someone here tonight and you're wondering how you receive the gift of God's salvation. The Lord Jesus says, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. It's a gift. And you're sitting there and you're thinking of some big, long, complicated formula. And you're trying to get the ducks all lined up to use a hunting analogy. Or you're trying to get all the I's dotted and the T's crossed to use a literary metaphor. It's not like that. How do you receive a gift? Don't you just say, it's mine. It's for me. And you take it. I don't know what you think about God tonight. And I don't know what other offers you are considering in life. But there's an offer on the table you better not refuse. And it's God's offer. It's God's gift. Maybe you thought God was a hard, mean, vindictive God. Maybe you've actually had a little clenched fist thinking about, why is my life this way? Why is the world this way if there's a God in heaven? Why do we blame God? Do you ever look at your own heart and see what's in your own heart? I have looked in mine. I know why the world is the way it is. Because it's in my heart too. It's called S-I-N. We can't blame God legitimately. God is a giving God. We are supremely selfish individuals. Human nature. But God is not a selfish God. He is a giving God. He wants to give you eternal life. And the giver is Christ himself and he is a gift he's a giver and he is a gift and the good shepherd alone who gave his life for the perishing sheep he alone can give eternal life it was a well thought out gift it was something that he wanted to do for you he didn't do it reluctantly the lord jesus wasn't dragging his feet when he went to the cross of calvary saying i don't want to do this do you know the lord jesus went to the cross Gladly, willingly, voluntarily. He wasn't coerced. He wasn't forced. He did it willingly and gladly. Why? Why? Why did Jesus go to the cross willingly and gladly? Because he wanted, he wanted to be able to offer you, a sinner, and me, the gift of eternal life. And there was no other way that I could ever go to heaven. My sins were that offensive to the Almighty God. I couldn't pray my way there. I couldn't change my habits and work my way there. My sins were so offensive to that Holy God 
that nothing less than the death of Jesus Christ could ever answer for my sins. And the Lord Jesus went there and died willingly for my sins. It was a tremendous cost, this gift. Precious blood was shed. It's free to you, expensive for God. John 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his only begotten son. What's included in this present? What's included in it? I couldn't begin to tell you what is included in this tremendous present, this gift. Some of you ladies have gone to those showers for weddings and and they had a big bag, and there's a big um, cutting knife there, and they, and they keep pulling them out. There's a rolling pin, and there's a spatula, and there's a, and it goes on, and it's like a bottomless bag of goodies. It's a weak and a poor, cheap analogy, comparison. But in God's gift that He is offering you tonight, there are multiple blessings, the forgiveness of sins, a cleared and cleaned off conscience, the removal of all guilt, a home in heaven, a best friend, the Lord Jesus who sticketh closer than a brother, eternal life, a completely new family, and the list goes on and on. In fact, God has so much to offer you. You read in Ephesians chapter 2 that it's going to take the ages of eternity to show us all that God has in store for us. That's what Ephesians 2 says. Amazing benefits and blessings all wrapped up in this one gift if you were to take them home tonight as your Savior. All these blessings would be yours. What will it cost you to accept the gift? Let me ask you this. I know you're thinking about some things. If I go in for this, if I accept this tremendous gift of salvation, it's going to mean some changes in my life. It will. <laughs> God changes lives. God transforms lives. You're never the same after you trust Christ. And if you are the same, you don't have the real thing. No, He changes lives. And maybe you're struggling with, Ah, do I want that changed in my life? That little habit. That friend. You're thinking about what it will cost you if you accept the gift. Think about this for a minute. What will it cost you if you don't accept the gift? That's what you need to focus on. You know what it will cost you if you don't accept the gift? Your soul. Your soul. You'll be lost forever in hell if you don't accept the gift. You accept gifts from everybody else, don't you? And the Bible says this is here for whosoever. It's for everyone. Anyone who wants a gift, come and take it. If your friend gave you a gift, you just go for it. But here is the God of eternity offering you the gift of eternal life, salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're hesitating. Christ is available to everyone in this room tonight. It's there. It's available. God says repeatedly, here it is. Here it is. And then he says, do you want it? God's salvation is available tonight. It's a gift from God. Some will Say, I would love to have had it, but I don't think I'll go for it. Friend, we plead with you. God's salvation is the best, is the best, best gift you could ever receive. I've enjoyed the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not a young guy anymore. Look at, I've got gray hair. 
Right? This isn't dyed hair. This is natural. And I am enjoying the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ died for your sins. Christ paid the price. And he's offering you eternal life. And he says, here it is. And he's just waiting for someone to say, it's for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for a sinner like me. But you've never said thank you. It's a present for you. A promise for you. He says, I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Who's the giver? Who's making this promise? I give. Maybe you've had some broken promises. Maybe you're disillusioned. Some of your dreams have been shattered. Promises that seemed so genuine and so trustworthy turned out shallow and empty and bitter disappointment. But who's making this promise? I give. It's the Lord Jesus saying, you can trust me. I give eternal life. You'll never perish. What a promise. He's not only the promise maker, he's the promise keeper. Keeps his promises. He never goes back. Is, is there someone here? who's hesitating to accept this gift. He's making the promise and he keeps the promise. He's God. He cannot lie. I can lie to you, but God cannot lie. He says, you will never, no, never perish. Oh, friend, I wish I could whet your appetite for this gift. It's a free gift. It's free. I've got some F's here. It's a free gift. I want to impress upon you that this is a free gift. It's not something that you work for. Or you have to wait four days before you can accept it. It's free tonight. Look at Romans chapter 5 just for a second. And if God isn't trying to get a message across here in Romans 5, uh, I think you'll agree with me that he's saying it over and over again to get that message clearly embedded in all our hearts and minds about this, the freeness. It's free. It's free. Look at verse 15 of Romans 5. See there, the first sentence says, free gift. Just down a little further in the same verse, same verse, 15, it says gift by grace. You got it? Romans 5, verse 15. Twice in that one verse, free gift and then gift by grace. Look at verse 16. So is the gift. A little later on in verse 16, free gift. Got it? Verse 17, gift of righteousness. Verse 18, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. And on it goes. Look at verse 23 of chapter 6. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you get the message? It's, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's not bargain basement prices. And it's not a flea market buy. And it's not a grad sale deal. It's a gift. Not something you pick up at the dollar store where you pay one dollar. No, you don't pay a cent for this. It's a gift from God. It's a finished gift. It's not like those pieces of furniture you buy that you get home and you have to put together yourself and then you have to stain them and then apply the varnish. No, it's a finished gift. If you were to accept the gift, it's a total package. Upon reception of the gift, you have everything. Everything you need for this life and for eternity. Get it all at once. It's a finished gift. That's what Jesus meant when he cried from the cross before he bowed his head. It is finished. And it's a full gift. Have you ever been disappointed by a gift? 
you thought it was a big gift. And then when you started opening up, it had all those bubble wraps on it and it had all this stuffing. It was to deceive you. No, it's a full gift. It's a forever gift. It's not going to expire forever. It's a fantastic gift. The gift that God is offering you tonight. Is anyone going to receive this gift? The tremendous protection that's available to you? He says, no one, no one can ever take this away from you. Once you have this, it's yours forever. You are eternally secure. Why? Because you're in his hand and his hand is in the father's hand. Double security if you want it, but it's a protection. Things that can happen all around us, bombs can explode, buses and planes can topple down towers like they did in 9-11, and missiles can bring down jets, and bullets can bring down people, but there is absolutely no power on earth can ever, ever, ever take this gift away from you. Once you receive it, it's yours forever, because it doesn't depend on you yourself keeping it. It all depends on the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you trust him tonight? The gift is yours through Jesus Christ. And what is the proof? As I sit down, the proof is my hands. He says, I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall anyone pluck them out of my hands. The proof is the nail-pierced hands. And that say it all. If he loved you enough to have his, his hands pierced, those same hands will keep you forever. Proof is the nail-pierced hands of our Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, we plead with you this evening. Don't become one of those wish-I-heads and I should have. Don't miss a deadline. Yes, the Bible presents us with a decision to make, a door to enter, a destiny to face, and a deliverance to grasp, and the choice is ours. Will we enter in through the gate or stay on the road that we're on, the broad road called basically the I-did-it-my-way route. It's a rejection of what we know that God wants for us. What a sad choice this would be when the Lord has provided the way to get on the upward road, the opportunity to have our sins forgiven and peace with God. Enter in today, won't you? If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by Christians who are meeting in various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday night, as well as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken, and a very warm welcome awaits you. And if you've been challenged by today's message, would like to know more about the truth of the gospel, or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, following New Testament principles, please feel free to check out our website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information, as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gospel hall nearest you. Also, feel free to take a look at other literature and audio offers at anchorpointradio.com, where you can also subscribe to our Anchor Point podcast. My name is John Sharp, and thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that in times like these, you need a Savior, and in times like these, you need an anchor. <laughs>